Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a principal in search of wisdom, and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today, I have the great and distinguished honor of interviewing Dr. Carmen Ayala, who has served as the Illinois State Superintendent of Education from 2019 to 2023, leading us through the pandemic. She was the first woman and the first person of color to serve in that position. Prior to that, she served as a superintendent in Berwyn North School, North School District 98, assistant soup in Plainfield and Aurora East Districts, and as a classroom teacher in Aurora and Chicago Public Schools. I had the fortune to meet her when she was a superintendent in Berwyn 98, when she was when she opened her doors to me when I was pursuing my superintendent endorsement. I was able to see her live in action and knew right away she was someone to learn from. Her guidance and wisdom, especially during an hour-long meeting she dedicated to my learning, is something I will forever be grateful for. Carmen, thank you so much for making the difference in me. Dr. Carmen Ayala, who are you? I am a mother. I have three children. They're all, they're adults now, they're grown. Uh, they are adopted children. Um, I am a daughter. I am the middle child. Um, I have a wonderful mother and father. My father passed three weeks after I took the oath of office when I became state superintendent of education. But he's been with me the whole time. I am a sister. Um, I am an educator. Uh, I am an equity warrior. Equity is my passion. And I have been advocating for students and people's rights. Uh, I can't even remember when I started. It's been my entire life almost. Uh, I am a leader, uh, an administrator, uh, and a mentor. And now that I am retired, I hope to mentor more uh, Latino leaders, especially leaders of color, uh, so that they too can have access and opportunity uh, to lead our educational system in schools, in districts, and at the state level. And so that is who Carmen Ayala is. In, uh, CCD classes uh, for children preparing to uh, take their first communion. But officially, uh, I started teaching in 1983. Uh, in Chicago Public Schools. It was, I started as an ESL uh, teacher. I'm bilingual trained as well as general education trained uh, and bilingual and ESL. And I was in Chicago for five years. Uh, I uh, ran across a lot of teachers that were very down on education. It's, it's kind of similar to the way it is right now. At that time, <laughs> there was a publication that was uh, put out called A Nation at Risk. And there was just a lot of conversation about how the United States is falling behind, you know, other European countries and we're just doing terrible in math and science. And um, so just a lot of, you know, politics and media around the terrible job that teachers are doing. And I ran across many teachers who, had 15 years in the profession and 
they were stuck. They had nowhere else to go. And it showed in their teaching in the classrooms. And I thought about myself starting off as a fresh new teacher. I didn't want to get to that point. So I had worked my way through college, as many Latinos do. I had the opportunity to be an assistant manager and a bookkeeper for Walgreens, and then worked in a real estate office and had uh, gotten my real estate license. So I thought, you know, I want something to fall back on. So I ended up getting my MBA. And um, as I got my MBA, as I was in the profession five years, I just fell in love with being an educator. I just absolutely, that was my passion. And so I had an MBA and I said to myself, goodness, what am I going to do with this MBA now? Well, obviously, the right pathway to that is to go into administration. So then I got my administrative certification and all of that. I'm, I had gotten married and I moved to the Aurora area. And I taught uh, kindergarten in Aurora Public Schools for about six years. Uh, then I had the opportunity to become the bilingual director for East Aurora District 131. And at that point, it was the highest, the fourth largest bilingual program in the entire state. Um, and I did that for about five years and was then promoted to be assistant superintendent of curriculum and instruction in the same district. Um, I moved on and became a director of school improvement in District 300, the Carpentersville area. And I worked there with, again, directing the bilingual program, working with school improvement, comprehensive school reform. Those were the days where they had all these mm. comprehensive models. And so I worked with schools that were low performing, high, you know, children of color um, and worked very closely with those schools. After about three years, I had an opportunity to become assistant superintendent of curriculum for Plainfield schools, Plainfield District 202. <clears throat> now, Plainfield, when you hear Plainfield, you think tornado. They had a big tornado that went through the community in the late 90s or early 90s. <clears throat> and so people started hearing about Plainfield. They were building up big, beautiful homes, affordable prices. Lots of people from the Chicagoland area were moving into the Plainfield area. And many were Latinos from the Cicero Berwyn area. So I uh, was also the, I had a big D on my forehead. I was the diversity person. I was the only uh, person of color at central office. I was the first Latina at that, in that position at central office. Now, if you know anything about Plainfield, you know that they have a history of being the headquarters of the KKK. So there is a very definite undercurrent uh, in that particular community. And here I was, assistant soup for curriculum and instruction and doing all these diversity initiatives. Um, I, I really cut my teeth in administration in Plainfield. It was, it was a tough place to work in. Um, but I talk about it in my book, Restoring the Soul to Education, how equity closes achievement gaps. And um, I'll just share just a little bit where in 2005, the, uh, I looked at the district's achievement and then I compared it to four other like districts around 
the playing field area. And in 2005, we were the lowest performing, our black students, our Latino students, our white students are the lowest, were the lowest performing in the, at that point in time, the park. Um, and so after within five years, we had become the highest performing, the, the groups had become the highest performing, the blacks, the Latinos, and even the white students were uh, the growth was was increasing uh, at a, at great uh, levels, and actually one of the districts that was a more affluent district, their their gaps were actually widening where ours were closing, and so <clears throat> that was uh, the work that I did in Plainfield. There's a lot of detail behind that. I left Plainfield and had the opportunity to become the superintendent of Berwyn North, District 98 a smaller community, an elementary district, whereas Plainfield was a unit district, um, I started to do some of, some of the similar things. And I found that I have the recipe for closing the achievement gap because I did some of the same things in Plainfield. I did in Berwyn and again, benchmarked against four other contiguous to the district um, and one affluent district. And within three years, we were, we were surpassing their growth as well. And so um, I did that work in Plainfield. Again, uh, when I started in Plainfield, 95% of the student population were children of color, but the teaching population was the exact opposite. And so there were a lot of challenges and growth pains. We, uh, we did a cultural audit, an equity audit in both Plainfield and in Berwyn. In Berwyn, our support staff, for example, because of the way we do the audit, expressed that they felt treated as though they were second-class citizens and there were tears and I mean, um, just a lot of learning from the audits that, that we conducted. Uh, so I stayed in Berwyn for seven years and then had the opportunity to become the state superintendent of education. Never in my wildest dreams <laughs> did I imagine I was going to be leading the state schools. You know, we're talking 852 school districts, 3,800 plus schools. And I would be leading during a pandemic. It was the toughest thing that I have ever done in my professional career. Although there was a lot of support, we had, we did, you know, we had a lot of collaboration, but it was a, a situation where whatever you said, whatever you did, whatever decisions were made, you just were not going to make people happy. There was so much division. Um, and so I did that for four years and I very recently retired and I'm speaking to you Efrain uh, in my home that I have in Florida where I Thank you for listening to Wisdom and Productivity the podcast of Dr. Efrain Martinez Chulu. and I love that production Chill out.